Welcome to the Cult of Domesticity podcast, a podcast about history, true crime, and whatever life brings us. I'm Courtney, and every week I am joined by another fascinating person. Let's see what we're going to talk about this week. Quick and dirty version of this week's episode because uh, my friend Virginia and I are driving across the country. We're on day five. We're a little tired. It's like the third time we were trying to do this because Iowa, I'm sorry, your road at a certain point was just so loud we couldn't talk and get recorded at the same time. So It was irritating. Yes, it was a very high-pitched noise, and it made us very upset. Um, there's not going to be a lot of editing, so any stuff is just going to be in there, and I'm sorry for not the normal quality I stand. So, Virginia, why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, my you? name is Virginia. Um, <laughs> don't know how I became friends with Courtney. She kind of just took over my life, and still here. Agreed to go cross-country with her. Stuck in a car for five to six days. So. That's really how I make most of my friends is they don't know how it happens, and I just force it. It's just there. Can't accept it. So day one was Sunday, and I picked you up from Portland, and we ate all the food at the food trucks. Then we drove to California and didn't really see a lot of California because we just barely made it before we got to our hotel. Day two, we saw the Redwoods. And Virginia, do you want to tell them what we saw when we were eating lunch? We saw whale. We saw a baby whale, at least. We saw a humpback whale breach and like give us a little show while we had lunch then i said i wanted to be a mountain goat still want to be a mountain goat um then we drove to reno where we both had a lovely experience staying in our first casino and virginia got to gamble for the first time i won 20 cents big money out of a dollar (laughs) my dollar Making bank. <laughs> um, next day, we drove from Reno to somewhere, somewhere in Wyoming. Yeah. Um, we stopped at Salt Lake City. I did not get kidnapped by the Mormons. Why? You were kind of looking forward to it a little bit. <laughs> I was re- like planning my escape and writing my book. Uh, the next day, which was, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Uh, we did an improv, we, well, it wasn't an improv detour, but we did a detour to the Dinosaur National Monument. I suggest you go. It's pretty awesome. We are now radioactive and become... Yes, we touched the dinosaur fossils, which are slightly radioactive, which I in turn think means I'm going to become an X-Men. And and then we drove to... Back through... Wyoming. No, we went through Colorado. Their speed limits suck. Yes, to Wyoming. We stayed in Nebraska last night, and today we drove all day. And we are finally in Iowa. And we're at the edge of Iowa. We're almost to Chicago, where I will drop Virginia off to go to a rugby tournament with our friends. I will be getting drunk. I don't know. And probably see a lot of people dressed in costumes. I just like getting drunk. And watching rugby. Yeah. Yeah. Drunk. Men in tight shorts. Short shorts. Hitting each other for a common goal. I want to send this to your boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. I already have a cowboy ghost boyfriend. Yes. She brought up. The woman who, if you probably remember previously, said she was in a relationship with a ghost pirate, has now is getting married to a spirit, an ancient spirit from Australia that followed her back. And it brought up a lot of questions that we're not going to ask again because that took way too long. And Virginia Virginia determined since we were in Wyoming that she was going to get a cowboy ghost boyfriend. I mean, he died trying to get those that cattle across to the west, set up his ranch, died in those cold mountains. He just needs someone to be his partner in life. And then that. Um, okay. So we're going to start, and it's a, kind of our Halloween episode, but it's late. And since Virginia's Mexican, and she suggested this, so... I did not. You, you did. Just, 
I do not. I really don't remember things. It's been a blur of a weekend or week. <laughs> See, I don't even know what it is anymore. We don't know what day it is, so forgive me. We drove it over eight hours. Um, but we're going to do the chugup. <laughs> <laughs> she can't even say it. <laughs> I haven't even drank that much of my 7 and 7. It's chupacabra. 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 <laughs> okay, so the origins of the chupacabra was in Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Now that's just making me think of the song where it's like, you know, the one where everyone's like normal. It's like Puerto Rico, and then it's just like everyone in weird costumes dancing. Um, I find that offensive to the Latino culture right now. <laughs> I do find it, but I'm very tired, and I did most of the driving today, so you should be like. Shh. Okay, so there was a series of attacks on the island from 1992. Hey, my birth year. To 1995. Really, um, there was a big attack in March of 1995 where the, the Chupacaba incident uh, drained eight sheep. Their bodies were completely intact, but their blood had been drained behind, leaving a puncture wound in the chest. Maybe it's just a vampire going on, like, a diet or, like, vegan, so he doesn't attack humans, but only animals. So he's Stefan Salvatore from Vampire Diaries? Yes. <laughs> uh, fortunately, I'm going to guess these, at least one of them is a white dude. Paranormal researcher Mark Davenport. <laughs> Sounds like a white dude. <laughs> and video producer Joe Palvadero were in Puerto Rico at the time filming the attacks for a documentary. Because that's what we needed. There's always a documentary about something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they basically were like, yeah, this happens continuously on the day. In Orcovis, um, we had the eight sheep. In Guanica, um, Oscalvo, Guadu, Guadillo, Rosado uh, claim to be grabbed from behind by a gorilla, but there are no gorillas <laughs> on the island, so they just blamed it on the chupacabra. Again. I sure I just wasn't a bigger man. That is very. Um, after Rosado fought off the creature. He needed um, treatment for scratches and cuts around his torso. And on top of it, chickens and cows died nearby uh, with the single wounds to the neck, blood gone. In Canovas, the livestock death actually reached into the hundreds and the mayor, Jose Kimo Soto. I don't know why he would go by Kimo. Um, um, name. It's like an authority. Okay. Um, raised a posse of volunteers and personally hunted every a week posse. for the posse. Like the insane clown posse? <laughs> the insane lets you know posse to hunt the chupacabra for every week for a year. And they were armed with rifles and a cage goat. Oh, cage goat? Yeah, train this goat. They're fight? like, we have this nice goat. Please come. And attack it. I just feel like a, the Rocky theme song where they're prepping this goat. It's like, come on, let's go. Prepare to die. Uh, but he did not catch it. However, he was reelected. So good for him for trying. I mean, is anyone else standing up? Like, we're getting this chupacabra. I just see a superhero kind of thing. Oh, so. chupacabra. La chupacabra. It could be a female. You never know. Well, pro-feminism. Right Woo! <laughs> Tired women right here. <laughs> Driving across the country trying not to get murdered. It's fine. In Torcilla, Baja, a woman found a chicken dead with perforations in the neck. Her cat dead with its genitals gone. And her guinea pigs with their throat slit. I think she just pissed someone off. I would say. Because, I mean, chupacabra is just, like, to the neck. Yeah, like, 
What is it? Oh, chupacabra. Hmm, I don't like this cat, so I'm just going to cut its genitals out and not take its blood like I do. with Someone just didn't like her. Yeah, I think that's really what it was. She's just a bitch. <laughs> and um, all over Puerto Rico, uh, radio and television constantly reported the chupacabra activity because, you know, livestock are very key to a small island country. Yes, that is true. Very isolated. Um, so many things. People would just wake up one morning to find the like their livestock with animals suck dry of blood and in august of 1995 as many as 150 farm animals and pets were killed by the predator on puerto rico the puerto rican town of canlavas and much like much like uh the sheep incident in march the animals were drained of blood through small holes and local veterinarians studied the incidents and said it was all the deaths were because of the puncture wounds on the right side of the neck. Um, I don't know who determined this, but the wounds were the diameter of a drinking straw and three to four inches in length. What if it was like Satanists or witches just trying to use their blood for blood rituals? What if it was the serial killer, um, the um, vampire of Venice? No, Vampires in Venice is a Doctor Who episode. Uh, I'm thinking of the that. one who did the pentagram in his hand who isn't Charles Manson from California. I'm sorry. I'm tired. I can't remember it right now. Uh, and in March 1996, the Spanish talk show Christina aired the story about the chupacabra. And immediately after the show, there was an increased amount of sightings across Latin America and the United States. And thus, a cryptid was born. I mean, can this chupacabra fly then? Because, like, Puerto Rico, pretty isolated. Not too close to anything. How is it traveling from Puerto Rico all the way to Mexico and further down? I would go with U.S. government. We've already talked about Puerto Rico on this podcast. And I would say U.S. government. Of course, it's always Probably, like, like, what is this? Taking it, bringing it back to the U.S. It escapes because, you know, cryptid. And flees to South America as... A lot of people do. Or it was like a U.S. government. They did go in there, got the chupacabra, and try and test it out on U.S. land. And it escaped because there's some, like, rogue spies. Or like, okay, fine, okay. we could <laughs> go with really traditional U.S. policy. And they just tested it out in Latin America without the Latin Americans' permission. <laughs> Let's just get honest. So Because we can't take it back, though. Yeah, also, Virginia and I were both international studies majors that studied Latin America a little extensively. Yeah. Um, so, what does Chuka? <laughs> Chupacabra. I can't talk anymore, man. Do you want me to say? Chupacabra. Chupa, in Espanol, means to suck, and cabra means goat. So, it means to suck a goat. <laughs> that sounds like an insult. Like, you go just go tell someone to suck a goat. <laughs> I mean, how many dragons are there out there? I, mean, I know. You just say, go suck a dick. <laughs> so, the original word is attributed to Puerto Rican comedian Silverio Perez. I'm. Don't, Silverio Perez. Thank you. I'm just tired. I'm. My Spanish is not on point today. No, it's not. It's been a while since I've spoken Spanish fluently. Who coined the label in 1995 when commenting on the attacks as a San Juan radio DJ. Also, whenever I see the word DJ actually spelled out, it freaks me out. DJ. No, it's D-E-E-J-A-Y. Like, it looks like a bird. I think I just think of it's like a blue jay. (laughs) Um, So, where did the chupacabra come from? People, do you want to guess? No, tell me. 
to tell you. So there's several theories. Some people think this is a left behind pet of visitors from outer space. Oh God! Of course, <laughs> it's an alien pet. Aliens. Next, we're gonna get kidnapped. I'm not wearing Nike shoes and tracksuits. I've been forcing her a lot of. I am very paranoid about this week about being murdered in every situation, especially hotels right now. Um, and I still say, tell me, I'll just be another statistic. Stop telling people I'm gonna murder you. I need witnesses. <laughs> Slash, I could just run away from Courtney, and she'll never be able to catch me. <laughs> You're very tiny, and you have hit me in the face before, so it's fine. Um, because people think chupacabras resemble greys, and if you want more in-depth um, space aliens known as greys, go listen to the last podcast on the left episode about it, because I'm not going into that. I don't need to read those really bad websites, because I'm not afraid to get those bad websites. Someone's probably tracking me out there. I already looked it up. I looked up that fire arson from the 1990s. In California, that serial guy. So I'm probably. We were probably already. Yeah, I've been into some sketchy places. They're probably tracking me. I'm also Mexican. Come on. That's just number one. I'm okay. a rapist, drug dealer, murderer. You've not done any to me, so we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> You've been in my good grace so far. So people have compared the, the Chupacabra to the Greys because they have large oval heads with enormous eyes. Um, some people also. <laughs> can't, can't stick it. They believe that it is an alien animal crossbred by scientists at NASA because that's where all their money's going, you know? And that's why Obama, he didn't want the animals. He didn't end NASA. He everyone to stop going to the moon. <sighs> okay. No, but now we're having military. We're not bringing this up because I know the both of us and it's going to go down a dark rabbit hole. <laughs> we're going to go down a dark Cold War rabbit hole that no one needs to hear. Dude, I'm going. I'll be in the air. You're going to fall off the bed. Maybe I want to. Hey, I'm going to be in the plane. Okay. I've signed up for this life. <laughs> Keep going. So, and then on top of the scientists breeding these alien animal crossbreeds, they have escaped. Naturally. Naturally. Also, one veterinarian in South America believes that the chupacabra is a genetically modified vampire bat. Because who does this shit? <laughs> a mad scientist. Who, who has the funding? Um, They're stealing fun. They're embezzling. First. The cartels. Have, I mean, that, and then they get their laboratories. <laughs> You've given me too much references this week. I know. <laughs> um, and other medical and official personnel suspect that the incidents are caused by packs of wild dogs. But that doesn't make sense either because why would they just suck all the blood out of the neck? They like meat. They don't like, well, I mean, blood's okay, but they want the meat. Makes no sense. It's a bit. What do you think? I just imagine like a steampunk kind of vision where they're just like hooking them up with a medical, like a stainless steel straws to suck out their blood and I don't know, doing some medical experiment. Someone has to be like just stealing all the blood because the way the description is. Yeah. If it's like a perfect like straw diameter, like it's, I feel like it's going to be scraped across because it's not going to be perfect. Yeah bite every single time Obviously. for an animal especially with if they're struggling or trying to run away like those goats are scared goats kick and headbutt exactly but poor goat shouldn't be scared um the description of the chupacabra is <laughs> there's a couple different descriptions but the one is a reptile like creature said to have leathery or scaly greenish skin with uh sharp spines or quills running down its back 
So it sounds like a dinosaur. Um, did watch the Meg, so maybe there's just a secret thing that just releases the chupacabra every so often. I don't know. Um, approximately three to four length and stands and hops in a fashion similar to a kangaroo. Maybe it's just a fucked up kangaroo. How would a kangaroo get in? Rich people. Give me some money, people. If you're out there. I'm desperate. Find you a corner. Um, another description is of a strange breed of wild dog, mostly hair, hairless, a pronounced spinal ridge, um, pronounced eye sockets, fangs, and claws. Sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it drains all the blood, sometimes organs, through three holes, pointing downwards. I had to go into some really weird websites for this, and I'm sorry. Um, so what do you mean by the organs? Three organs? No, three holes. It sometimes takes the organs with it. So, like, it's only ah. blood and organs. Um, and then the puncture wound is, like, a three, like, a triangle, but of three holes. Or one or two holes. It's very confusing. There's a lot of word holes in this, and I'm sorry. I swear it. On top of it, witnesses <laughs> smell a strong, unpleasant sulfur-like odor. Others say there is no smell. Maybe everyone's having some strong hallucination. They're drugging. But after about 2000, the sightings of the weird alien bipedal spiky back chupacabra faded away, and that's when the, the um, a hairless canine pops up. And it's found mostly in Texas and the American Southwest because Americans must take everything. Yeah. Texas is just stolen. It's It was used to steal south, like the southern part of America, but we're not again. Hello. So, Benjamin Radford also it's always a what <laughs> spent fi- a five-year investigation. Of course. Five years of your life. He does not have a wife, ladies. He's single. And he uh, documented in his 2011 book, Tracking the Chupacabra. Yeah, he, he's definitely on the market. Um, and concluded that the description of the original eyewitness in Puerto Rico, Medellin Tolino, was based on the creature Sill in the science fiction horror film Species. The alien creature, creature Sill is nearly identical to Tolino's Chupacabra eyewitness account, and she had seen the movie before her report. She was probably high and was seeing things in that's what Sounds like fun. Um... She reported it was a creature that looked like the chupacabra with spines on his back and all the resemblance to the chupacabra was impressive, she reported. Bradford revealed that Tolino believed that the creatures and events she saw in species were (laughs) happening in reality in Puerto Rico at the time. No, um, which really undermines the credibility of the chupacabra as a real animal and has never been confirmed. The animal has never been confirmed by necropsy. Um, basically, all the reports, they never did animal biop- or um, autopsies, so they couldn't really prove it. And um, a veterinarian who studied 300 of the reported victims of the chupacabra found that they had not been um Blood dry, so real. No, were the bodies like just like mummified, or they just like, oh, it looks like it doesn't really have blood; it's been drained. That's my question. Because I feel like if you were like drained of your blood, it almost looks mummified. Have you seen a body that's been drained of most of its blood? I don't know what I do in my free time. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't normally do these. Your nap is really powering you today. Oh yeah. Um. So Radford kind of divided the chupacabra reports into two categories um the reports from puerto rico and latin america where the animals were attacked and supposedly all their blood was extracted and in the u.s where mammals mostly dogs and coyotes with mange so basically their skin's really dry poor people love that um were called chupacabras because of their appearance and i just love that get ready for this people gave money to fund this in late 
October 2010, University of Michigan. Yes, University of Michigan, that prestigious university. The state to the north. You never heard that? Uh, Are you not around sports people enough? Um, yes, I just normally notice that, you know, all the Michigan jokes from Ohio State, but that's mm-hmm. Um, okay. <laughs> Going back. Biologist Barry O'Connor concluded that all chupacabra reports in the U.S. were simply coyotes infested with the parasite um, Scaratopes scabies, whose symptoms would explain most of the features of the chupacabra. Little fur, thickened skin, smell terrible, and he um, believes... I just imagine seeing, like, a wild... A hairless, janky, wily coyote that smells like death. Yeah, exactly. Going a little crazy because he never caught him. Yeah. So O'Connor theorizes that taxon goats occurred because these animals are greatly weakened and they're going to have a hard time hunting. So easy prey. Exactly. And, extra work. Yeah. And they can't attack livestock because, or they attack livestock because it's easier than going after wild animals because they can run away and they're quick. Even though a couple people come forward and say, it's not the work of dogs or coyote because they didn't eat the victim. Fitness. Um, well, both co- dogs and coyotes can, can kill and not consume prey either because they are inexperienced or due to injury or difficulty in killing the prey. The prey can still survive the attack and die afterwards from internal bleeding or circulatory shock. So the dog basically will bite the neck because that's how dogs will attack, and they just might be too weak to finish the attack. On top of it, stray Mexican hairless dogs have also also been mistaken for chupacabra. So I just, or they're just killing for sport, not for food. That's true. So remember... Creepy chupacabras. Are they myths? Are they legend? Are they aliens? Um, I'm just going to go with a myth. And then the fact that my family likes to use blame the chupacabra for everything. Oh, where'd the missing chips go? Chupacabra. Who left this mess here? It was the chupacabra. That's what our family Blame the chupacabra. So at the end of this spooky season, apparently just blame the chupacabra for shit happening. <laughs> Um, so I told you you would fall off the bed. I did not fall. So I gracefully exited the bed. So thank you for listening. I'm sorry this episode's really short, but like I said, I'm moving across the country again because I'm insane. Um, and next week will be a normal episode with normal things. I promise. And stay safe. I hope you all had a great Halloween. Virginia, want to say bye? Bye. I was with Courtney on this night, November first, in Iowa. <laughs> I'm not going to murder you. Hey, 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 everybody. My name's Lisa. And my name is Matt. And we are the hosts of I for an I podcast. And we are trying to determine whether or not the punishment fits the crime. Wasn't I for an I Matt? Does the punishment make sense? Was it too lenient, too harsh, too rough, not enough? We're not sure, but we're about to figure it out. And do you think that we have the opportunity to determine now what happened after the fact? Take a listen to our podcast, Eye for Eye Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Hey guys, do you like mysteries and urban legends? Do you like creepy stories and unsolved true crime? Then join us every Tuesday and Saturday at Mysteries and Urban Legends and get to the bottom of weird urban legends and spooky mysteries.
Thank you for listening to The Cult of Domesticity. We are available on all podcatchers. On social media, we're on Facebook and Twitter at The Domestic Podcast and Instagram at The Cult of Domesticity. If you have a topic request, information, or want to send us a recipe, please email us at thedomesticpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe and share with all your friends. Remember to stay domestic and cult-free.